Tara. And I'm Austin. And we're a married couple. And normally we snark on Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas lineup, but we have a very special episode for you today. Because this is a... Dun-dun, 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 Snark attack! Snark attack! On Miracles of Christmas. Right. So we have been watching, as Austin said, the Countdown to Christmas lineup, which is on the main Hallmark channel, but... There's a second channel, the Hallmark Movies and movies Mysteries and channel, mysteries. or Movies and Mysteries, and they do the Miracles of Christmas lineup. We have been actually watching those movies this year. We have. And this is the first one we have found. It compelled us. It, to, it, it drew us into the Yeah, snark. we watched Christmas with the Darlings, which was darling, to say the that least. That was the Sunday night movie on the regular Hallmark channel. But when we watched The Christmas Ring, we knew... This was the one for us. It called to us. It spoke to our snark souls. It really did. It really did. <laughs> so, so do we want to start by giving a let's do a like a, a summary, a one one sentence summary. Tell the good people what this movie was about. Should we do a snarky summary? Uh, if you if you're feeling like that's what you want to do, an entitled and ambitious millennial reporter buys a ring without caring about the price. That's identical to her mom's missing engagement ring and then follows a story that no one wants and falls in love along the way. All right. And I don't think I need to do a sentence summary because I think I pretty much was going to say something very similar, (laughs) but slightly less snarky. So it is a mystery plot following this reporter who is trying to find the story of a ring that she bought at a store and then she falls in love with the grandson of the ring's original owner as she's uncovering the mystery. Um, So I'm not as familiar with the Movies and Mysteries channel, but nice to see a mystery plot in one of these movies. Yeah. You know, if we want to start with some of the things that we liked about the movie, that would be a big one. Um, You you love a a good mystery plot. Yeah. So you know, we, we do worry that when we are about to dive into all the snark we're about to give, we want to... Yeah, we here at Hallmark give you Snark, some of the positives. We want to recognize that while we are on the snarkier side of things, we also really get a lot of joy out of these movies. There's a reason we spend hours every week watching, talking, and then podcasting about them is because they are delightful. And so we just want to recognize that Christmas is about love, and so is our snark. Right. Our snark comes from the love part of our hearts. <laughs> So things we love. So we love a mystery because that's that's important. I, maybe unpopular opinion, really liked the boss and identified with the boss of this movie. Mm-hmm. And so I found her delightful. I feel like she got a bad edit, but she was my favorite character. Yeah. And the other thing that I loved was our main character, Kendra, um, her hair. She had really delightful hair. And great outfits. She did. They they did a good job with the wardrobe and with the hair on this one. And I think she also just happens to have really lovely curly hair that I envy. But um, she looked really good throughout this movie, which she is, did. Um, spoiler alert, maybe the only positive thing we can say about her. But we'll get to that in just a minute. So. Very attractive cast overall. Mm-hmm. Like normally I'm like, oh, that's not for me. But both both of the leads very attractive and very attractive town. The town yes. setting. I mean, I know Which it's like cliche Hallmark. in Hallmark, but um, this town was really cute and it had, you know, there were some over the top decorations in very specific places, but for the most part, it was it was a cute little town. And overall, and I, I always like that. Hallmark has done a better job with insane decorating this They've year, been toning it down a smidgen. So while there's still like Christmas threw up everywhere, it's not 
cheap looking Christmas anymore. And I really actually appreciate that. And I think Balsam Hill probably sponsors a lot of it. All of it now? Yeah. Um, I don't know if they had to slowly build in their like warehouse of Balsam Hill supplies or what that's about or if they have seen their own feedback and kind of toned it down on some of the just like garland vomit that we saw last year. Oh my goodness, so much. But, you know, it was it was more of a classic Christmas deal in this one. So let's move into the snarks, which is the real reason the we're reason here today. The reason we are here today. The snarks have brought us here today. <laughs> <laughs> let's start off with my biggest snark is Kendra, the lead character herself. Um, you heard it in my snarky one-sentence summary, but I definitely struggled with her. Because, you know, she's working for thequizzer.com, which is a website that does quizzes and listicles. It's basically BuzzFeed for Hallmark. Yeah, it's a thinly veiled BuzzFeed. And she is convinced that she should change the landscape of this place by doing a human interest story that no one wants to read. And so, you know, she pitches it. Her boss is like, no, give me like, what reindeer are you? And then... She's also on this quest to find this ring. She goes to the consignment shop. She finds a ring that's identical to her mom's, buys it without looking at the price tag, and then says, this is my interest piece. I want to know who owned this ring. Which seems a little bit impulsive to me. Right. I mean, she is a very impulsive character. She kind of just does whatever she wants without any sense of, hey, all the signals of the world around you are telling you this is not a good idea, yet you are still so convinced that you're right. And that kind of sums up her care. That sums up, and it, it made her not likable. I mean, the, her, our first like quote unquote meet cute, which was more of like a meet snark, meet angry. Yeah, um, she's in. She's so she's researched the insignia on the ring, found it's in this jewel, like what this did it old say? jewelry. It said, um, like to my Christmas love, to my Christmas love, nineteen forty eight. And so she goes to Pine Grove which is where the jewelry store is located. And she's looking at the jewelry store that her app has told her is supposed to exist. And it doesn't. It's now a bakery. And there's a guy, our lead, Michael. And she goes, it's like, where's the jewelry store? He's like, I'm sorry, it's a bakery. And she's like, no, it's supposed to be a jewelry store. And he's like, well, I'm sorry, our town's not the way it's supposed to be. excuse me. We'll go ahead and change that for you real quick. I mean, there was like not not a thought entered her mind that it's like, oh, maybe I got the address wrong. She was a right. very unapologetic Instead person. Instead of phrasing it as it's like your fault or the town's fault that I that I'm not at the right place, rather than it's user error or computer error, which is the more right. likely thing. And as we learned that the jewelry store was not actually there anymore. So now that I'm thinking about it, like why did Google take her to a place that hadn't been there for forty years? Right. Like, is there some like historical marking in their programming? It's like, why? Why would it? Even Maybe take there's her like there? a secret jeweler, like un- in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, bootleg, the, the bootleg, bootleg jeweler. Store, yeah, <laughs> the, the speakeasy, the jewelry store. <laughs> the speakeasy, you gotta like tap on the wall and say the yeah. secret password. Christmas ruby. <laughs> <gasps> now you can see the rings. So for me, I just, her character was so unlikable, so insistent. I mean, throughout the story. So she goes, she takes a personal day to track down this ring location. And then her boss is like, where are you? I need you back. And she's like, oh, I'm here. And it happens that the guy that she's fallen in love with, who's the grandson of the owner of the ring, is also this like important character to the gossip industry because he had this splashy breakup with this, uh, 
heiress of real estate that he went into business with was her was the fiance to and he just walked away and no one can get an interview and so her boss is like well if you've got that angle i can sell that so make your story fit around that and the, she didn't the coincidence there of like they dropped this thing at the beginning about you know well if someone can find out you know there was this major breakup and no one's even heard from the dude like he just dropped off the face of the planet right Lo and behold, this random ring hunt that she goes on on a complete impulsive whim leads her to that exact guy. And that's why he's so hostile at first, because he's saying, you know, oh, you guys are getting really creative now using this fake story of the ring to get my attention. And lo and behold, it takes him some time, but he learns to trust that she's really there for the quote unquote right reasons <laughs> that she cares about. Oh, it's like about. taking it to the bachelor. <laughs> she's doing a different kind of journalism and she really cares about their family. So, you know, that that's our my main conflict there is that she's fighting this tension between the story that she wants to write and the story that her editor wants her to write and not betraying, what's his name? Michael. Michael <laughs> in the process of, you know, trying to get her story out there. Well, and I think, I mean, you know, I understand. It's not even an interesting story. I think that's the part that's so snarkable is like, who's going to read this story? And she thinks it's going to transform the landscape of Quizzer.com. The name of the company this is, is going to put BuzzFeed on the map. That's basically <laughs> what she's saying. I'm going to write this story about a ring from 1948 and it's going to put BuzzFeed on the map. I mean, BuzzFeed is Quizzer, but. But BuzzFeed, no. at least, like, that's like, oh, there's things that are relevant. Mm-hmm. Quizzer is literally, like, if Just I, quizzes. it's quizzes. What reindeer are you? <laughs> I'm, I, I think I am uh, Prancer. And I think I am Dancer, though I want to be, I'm a secret vixen. You're a secret vixen. <laughs> I want to be vixen, but I'm not ever really going to be vixen. So, yeah, Kendra is just this millennial like all the stereotypical things, yeah, millennial all the things that we don't like about millennials and we are millennials so we can say this right right we can say this about our own people as elder millennials we're wiser and and, <laughs> and speaking to her impulsiveness um the i want to kind of jump a little bit ahead we're not going to go totally linear with this um but at the end i have two major snarks from the end so first is yeah, she's written this whole story about the ring she's convinced it's going to change the the landscape of quizzer.com and then she, the boss has said, still, you need to send me all your notes because I still want the stuff about this family drama, about this breakup. And so she's, she keeps putting off it, putting it off, putting it off. And then she does write the article the way she wants to write it, but she sends over all the notes with the information about um, our dude. What, what is his name again? Michael, Michael Jones. It's Michael, like the most basic. <laughs> the most generic name, Michael Jones. Um, and so she sends it over and then is surprised when the editor just makes it the story that she asked for. Right. Repeatedly. So Repeatedly. the editor had clearly said what she wanted. Um, Kendra did not give that to her. And then when she publishes it, when the editor publishes it, it has all the, the dirty drama stuff in it. And of course, that betrays Michael's trust in her, and that's that's our big conflict at the end. Um, but like, how did she not realize that her boss would do that? She didn't do the story the way that it was asked. She gave all the material, all of it. It's the editor's job to reshape it into what's going to be best for the magazine. So, like, duh. Yeah, it's like I didn't understand why it came as a surprise to her because she. I mean, then just don't send over the pages right. about Michael. Like, whoops, I lost those pages or, right. or whatever. This is the story. And, and then why the editor she... would just choose not to run it. And why was she taking notes about Michael's breakup? 
when she said that she wasn't going, she wasn't even interested. She wasn't in even that. interested in that. So it's like, why was she writing those down in the first place? Right. And again, don't send them even if you did. Right. You wrote them down. But then at the last minute you say, no, I know that that's not a good idea because that's then it's out there. Isn't that the equivalent of him saying this is not on the record? Right. So there's some there's some issues there. And then as a result of that, she's jaded on Quizzer as she has been. It's clearly not the place for her. And so she quits. And this is where her <laughs> impulsiveness shines again because she says, I quit and I'm going to start my own online magazine where we focus on human interest stories. And I say, if your ring story that, first of all, doesn't even have that interesting parallel of the grandfather and the grandson's story that, that the quizzer editor was able to bring right. in, um, it's just talking about this story, which, which okay, here's the story, right? He got the ring. He met her. He was a railroad, railroad guy. guy. She was a debutante. They fell in love at the Christmas dance. And the next year at the Christmas dance, he proposed to her. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he was, she was well to do and he was trying to please her parents. And so he wanted to buy this general store so that they would be able to make their living. And he got it and they laid the foundation and then money became tight for whatever reason. They were trying to pay off this mortgage. They weren't able to. And so, then we find out what happened to the ring was that five years after he gave it to her, they had to sell it in order to pay off the mortgage on the general right. store so they'd have the general store. So that's why nobody had ever seen the ring with Pearl. Pearl's the grandmother's name. Um, and then we don't know where the ring went for those other 65 years. But apparently <laughs> we don't actually care about that. We only care about this five-year history of where the ring was originated with, from. The, with right. the family when it was with the family. And so that's it. That's the story. That's the human interest story that's made her quit her job and start a magazine where she thinks everybody's going to want to read that story and that she's going to make a living wage and that she's going to be able to support herself on a startup news magazine. So all I can say is she must be an heiress herself. I mean, she's got to have money. Like she, you know, she bought that ring, no questions asked. And it wasn't even the ring she was looking for. So she's been looking, she was looking for, for her mom's ring. Her mom's ring disappeared after her father died. And it, she said, it feels like I lost my parents all over again. I mean, that's a heavy, right. that's a heavy load to be bearing. Right. And so she, instead of continuing the quest for her mom's ring is like, I want to find the owner of this ring. And that's noble. That's fine. But she dropped some money because this is not a small diamond. It's like a two carat and it's got diamonds all around it. There's no way. And it was First enough. All, it was to enough sell. to pay off the store. <laughs> it was enough to pay off the store low. Or at least put a huge dent in it or save them or get them back afloat. I mean, we're not talking a cheap right. ring. And so I think that's, that leads me to the next big snark of this movie, which is the ring itself. So she has this, this ring that she's looking for that is identical to this to Michael's family's ring, right? The pearl ring. And so Pearl's husband, William, drew this ring, hand-designed, and sent it to a jeweler to hand-make it. That means it's supposed to be a unique, one-of-a-kind ring. Why is there a duplicate ring in the world? Why does her mother's rings look so much like that but ring? But didn't have the like uh, inscription in it. Why did we insert that into the story? Right. And why does that storyline completely disappear once she's found most of her answers about Pearl's ring. She's because, like, well, I feel like I've I've answered the question and I don't need to find my mom's ring exa- anymore. Because to me, that would have been the interesting journalistic story is to say, why are there two one-of-a-kind rings? Right. Did this ring, when it got sold, go to a famous jeweler who was inspired to, like, 
Right. Or was it that he saw the mother's ring when he was younger and saw, because it was supposed to be like four generations mm-hmm. in Kendra's family. So did William see this ring one time and say, oh, I have to have it. It's so beautiful, but I want to change it a little bit or something. That would be easy enough to write into the story as an explanation because he could say, you know, that jewelry store was no longer there as of 40 years ago, which if you put the timeline in for Kendra, like that might work out to be when her mother was getting engaged. Right. And so you say, oh, that jeweler, then he moved to Boston because he was doing really well in his little town and he wanted to move up. And that ring was just one of the most gorgeous rings he ever sold and he couldn't stop thinking about it. So he made a a pearl ring, like a pearl edition or like whatever, or a William ring, like he named <laughs> yeah. it after them. And then it was really popular in Boston in 1980 yeah. when her mom then got it and she's like oh that's where my mom right. got but there's this ring. multi-generational it's been in their family for four generations mm-hmm. so this ring existed before william even drew it oh the ring that her mother had mm-hmm. oh sorry i missed that and so it's kind of like so was he inspired by the mother's right. ring yeah. yeah you could make something anything out exactly. of that so it's just like that to me was like this guy had like very detailed sketches of this ring and they're identical except they're for the ins- he saw them somewhere else so I was just he had another lover. <laughs> and then at the end of it, she's like, you know what? I don't I realized I don't need this to be reconnected to my I was like, what? family. I was like, really? Again, impulsive, but in the opposite direction. Not impulsive to do something, but impulsive to totally drop a whole quest that she's been on. Because like, eh, whatever, I'm over it now. So Yeah. Other snarks of this movie, right? So when when she's going to the bakery, which did used to be a jeweler. It's the um, and he's the son of the of the jeweler, right? Or the, or the grand, grandson. The grandson or I think the he's the grandson. Or something. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I just happened to have the ledger from forty years ago sitting at my front counter. Yeah, it's not in the back. I was like, you're a bakery, bud. <laughs> I like don't a food. Place. Why are you keeping this dusty old ledger out front? Something's gonna get spilled on it. It's, it's it just like, seems that seems reckless. like the kind of thing you keep where it's in a more safe location. It seemed really easy that they could have just walked to the back and come back out to right. establish. That it was available, but not super accessible. Right. Because it's like, it made me think like on his lunch break, he just like combs through the ledger to see like who bought a ring in 1963 (laughs) or whatever year we want to look at it. Well, and I have a snark that's less of a snark and more of a um, addition to our Hallmark multiverse theory. Yes. So that these movies are all connected. And that was something we played around with a lot last year. And as we see, you know, we're building our our collection of movies for 2020 um, starting to see some similarities. So the giant candy canes are everywhere. There's these giant foam or like styrofoam candy canes wrapped in red duct tape uh, that appear in every single movie. I think some of the Christmas trees are the same, but the the biggest one that tells me that we're dealing with a multiverse mm-hmm. is that the house, the inn that she stays in, Pine, in Grove, Pine inn. Grove. I was like, Oh, well then Pine Grove must be in Maine. Because it's the exact same house from the Cranberry Lane movie, the Cranberry Christmas. Which doesn't bode well for how well the Cranberry Lane couple got along after. (laughs) Right. So the Cranberry Christmas movie was another Movies and Mysteries movie. And it was about a couple who had separated and they owned a cranberry business, (laughs) a cranberry farm. And they got back together. (laughs) And so it was their home. And I was like, oh, well. Then when they bought that other plot of land to expand the cranberry farm, they must have moved the house and turned it into an inn. And now and they move it to Massachusetts <laughs> staying there. But no, they actually picked up this house and moved it to Massachusetts, <laughs> um, which is pretty impressive because it's it's not a small house. No, it's not. It's an inn. So I was like, somehow, I don't know. Hallmark needs to give me more of an explanation on what's going on here because it was it was the same house. 
I think my final snark for this movie is the fact that Christmas didn't seem to have a lot to do with anything. Right. I mean, like, this movie could have been any time of the year. Like, I mean, he did propose at a Christmas Eve ball, and she went back after she printed the article to, like, show him what the real article was going to look like. But it was just, I didn't feel, nobody didn't like Christmas. Nobody found the true meaning of Christmas. There was, like, a little Christmas street festival thing, as there is in every one of these movies, but it could have easily been anything else. You're right. There was no reason for it to be. I mean, it was a Christmas ring because he gave it on Christmas, Mm -hmm. but that's literally the only reason it's needed. So it just was kind of like, I didn't realize I was going to miss Christmas so much, but I did. There wasn't even really a Christmas deadline. I mean, I guess there was a dance. The deadline was when when the article was due. The article was due because she wanted to get everything in by Christmas. And then they had the Christmas Eve dance, which is where she, she had the article republished in the local newspaper to take out all the other mess and just focus on the ring story as her way of apologizing. And then at the end, she's like, I'll be at the Christmas dance, just like William and Pearl. And I, if you meet me there, then then we can work this out or whatever. It reminded then, me of like Never Been Kissed, <laughs> like that ending where she oh, goes yeah. on the, the on the baseball field waiting for the teacher. Mm-hmm. And it's like he shows up a little bit later than you think he's right. going to show up and you think he's not going to be there. Yeah. So that kind of wraps up the big snarks I had for this movie. It was just yeah, huge There's a plot lot holes. of little snarks, but this is a snark attack, so we're going to keep it simple. Um, we're not going to go scene by scene. But but trust us that if you watch this in order as you would, because that's the way the movie's <laughs> presented, you would get the you will see the scene by scene snarks presented in front of you. Because the whole movie is just like plot holes and, and question marks. Like the foundation thing where their initials were that he had never seen that had been there since the general store well, was and built. like painting the sleigh and they're just painting around <laughs> the existing decoration was, with red. It was and then, like, why? And then they left and then it was magically dry and by that they, evening. It was like they had to have this sleigh ready by the evening but they left in the middle to go do other things. Or so. even like the shooting star where they're, they're going to have their first kiss and he's like, did you see that? And she goes, no. And he's like, well, make a wish anyway. And I was like, it's what like, evil person makes a wish? the rules. <laughs> what a star the they didn't see. So, yeah, there are plenty there. We recommend watching it for that reason. Exactly. Um, but we'll kind of roll into our conclusion pieces here because I do want to talk about the title. Let's so talk about this title. What's our title review here? So This is the most boring title on the earth. I'm not upset that this title was taken by this movie because it's a blah title. I mean, the title itself made me not want to watch it. Right. It was so boring. What title would you give it then? Would you give it a different one? Because I'm trying okay. to rack my brain to think about what I would, Here, what I here's, would call my, it. here's my best alternate title, but I don't know that this movie deserves a better title. The Christmas Inquisition. <laughs> no one expects the Christmas Inquisition. <laughs> I didn't expect the movie to be snarky <laughs> as to the level that it was. It's it it plays on the quizzer piece mm-hmm. and on her like journalistic nature to find out where did this ring come from? And I would I think part of what the struggle is with this one for me is that the Christmas is such a non required element of right. the story. So you're adding Christmas in artificially. So I'd be like, oh, a Christmas story. But that's already been taken. Um, you can keep it very generic. Um, but I think I would just tack mystery onto the end, a Christmas ring mystery or the Christmas ring yeah. mystery so that then we know that we Keep have that, that mystery of the ring and that would we'd focus on the mystery element as well. Because so, that's that's the, like the one thing that draws you into it, is the fact that it's kind of like, are they going to figure out what happened? Right. And so the Christmas ring in and of itself is just such a boring title. And it's what turned us off from this. We didn't even 
give it really a second glance or think we were going to watch it or think anything of it. Yeah. So the title in and of itself is just the like it's. (laughs) So next important question is, do you think this love is going to last? No, not a chance. So they're all going back to Boston. She doesn't know what she wants anyway. I mean, yeah, he's going to have to put up with a lot of BS. I think that they're going to have a few passionate weeks of just like fun. Mm -hmm. And then he's going to wake up to the fact that she's not a nice person. Right. And she's going to already be over her news magazine. She's going to be on something else. And she's going to have joined an MLM. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That is exactly what she's going to do. She's going to be like, have you heard about um, what what are one of those MLMs? Yeah, I don't, the, the have you bought unique do you have unique i'm sure it would be an mlm for jewelry right um <laughs> oh yeah there's a the origami owl i think they do jewelry whatever <laughs> they are yeah she's going to be selling something like that and then she's going to be um disappointed in her ability to to get where she wants to go i also think he wants children and i don't know that she's a, a leading lady that wants children yeah i we don't really know how old she is it's hard to tell yeah um, so I don't know if she's at the stage where she is going to get married to him really quickly and start having kids or where they're at with that. Right. Um, or where she is in her career. So and I just I don't foresee them being on the same page about any of that. Yeah. And I also just don't see with him being able to put up with her long enough to yeah. get to the baby making stage. Wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> and then our last segment that we always end on is what day would you watch this movie? This is our way of rating uh, kind of telling you where it would fit within your Christmassy season. When would you watch it, Austin? Tara, I would plan a special date night for us. I would say I've got a great movie. I've got a bottle of jingle wine all lined up for us, which is Hallmark's line of wines, by the way. And, <laughs> They're on our way to our house right now. And it now. would be the best April 1st date you've ever had. <laughs> So like an April Fool's joke movie. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that actually might be the perfect date for this movie. Um, or, it, you know, it is kind of in its right spot. The Sunday night movie before Thanksgiving, any of those weeks before. It's not the opener for the Christmas season. So a Sunday night before Thanksgiving. That would be where I'd put it. And then, you know, you could watch it at two in the morning if you felt like it. If you were really bored, but. Yeah, you don't really need to watch it again later in the Christmas season. Overall, I'm going to give this like one heart and four snarks. I definitely give it four snarks because that's why we picked this to talk about, right? It's high on the snark scale. Uh, Two hearts, though, with the extra one being for the mystery plot line. So I will give it that. Now, I think it would be I would be happier with it if it just had been a winter movie rather than a Christmas movie. But I'll take it. Um. I think this wraps up the podcast. So I just want to take a minute and say thank you to all of our listeners. We love you so much. We love you so much. If you haven't already, we would love it if you subscribed in your favorite podcast app of choice. We're on pretty much anything. We are. And leave a comment. Let us know what you like. We got new microphones. Tell us if the sound quality is improved. We <laughs> always we sound want to know. like we're on NPR now because we <laughs> paid enough money to sound like we're on NPR. <laughs> and drop us some stars because we want to grow all, our Hall Snarky family. Yes. And so you can follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. We have we have platforms on all of those at Hallmark Snark. 
Um, and then we have been live tweeting some of the Countdown to Christmas movies oh, on so much Saturday fun night. With everybody in the community. Yeah, there's a growing community, or a big community. You we know, hope we, you'll join us. We recommend that as well. So, all right. Well, that being said, I've been Tara. And I've been Austin. Merry Christmas. And happy holidays. Happy holidays.